Good evening and welcome to Charla Comunitaria. My name is Aurea Ortiz. I'm your host. This evening, we have the pleasure and the honor to have as our guest, Mr. Christopher Williamson. He is the Northampton County Prison's Reentry Case Manager. And if you're wondering what is a reentry case manager, I am going to have our guest describe what he does because mostly we're going to learn about him and what he does and what is the Northampton County Reentry Program and how this program helps our families here in the Lehigh Valley. Christopher, welcome to Charla Comunitaria. Thank you very much for having me. This is a pleasure and an honor. Tell us a, a bit about yourself and give us uh, all the details uh, that you mm -hmm. can so people will be able to understand what is it that you do, how it helps our community. Sure. Uh, well, I'm 53 years old. I was formerly a CO, a corrections officer at the prison for 28 years before I got promoted to this position. I've had this position for about four years now, and I... I'm going back to school for a bachelor's degree, so you can never be too old to do that. Uh, I only have a couple classes left, and I'll be done with that. But for reentry case management, one of my duties is what I used to do as a corrections officer was keep the people in. They come into jail. My job was care, custody, and control of the inmate population. Once they're in, they're in until the judge or their sentence says that they can leave, and that's what I was responsible for. But now as a reentry case manager, my job is to get them out as quickly as they come in. Now, there's various factors that come into play with that. Does the person just need housing? Does the person just need a verifiable address for bail? Does the person need to go to treatment, rehab, things of that nature? And that's where I come into play with the various resources that I have that helping the individual get back into society with the tools or at least the proper direction that they need to go to in order to be successful and reduce recidivism at the prison. Now, how families um, are involved in this process? How you involve these fam the, the inmates' families in this process? The inmates' families, if they are able to sign what's called third party on the bail or assist with the bail conditions or assist with the, uh, the money required to release the individual, they, that comes into play, comes handy a whole lot because uh, a lot of times a person will come into the jail, they'll have what's called third-party surety, which means someone has to be responsible for them while they're released. And it's best to have a family member or a very, very close friend so that way the pretrial can contact that person that signed third-party if they're having a hard time trying to find the individual. Uh, when it comes to the treatment end of things, when, when they get out of rehab, the individual wants to have a positive environment to go home to. So we encourage that the individual contact their family, let them know that the bed search is going on. I let the individual know where it is that they're going to be going, what the date is, with the understanding that they will notify their family and have that support on the outside so when they do go to treatment, it's kind of like a smooth transition. They've already known about it. It's not anything that got dropped in their lap. They're fully aware. So that way they're not calling the prison going, where's my son or where's my daughter? They haven't called me in a long time, things of that nature. That way everyone's on board. Everybody knows what's going on. And then hopefully when the individual is finished with treatment at the rehab, they go back to a more positive environment and makes both sides extremely happy. 
Now, I see that the Northampton County Reentry Program assists individuals starting at what age? Is only for adults or also juveniles in, in this reentry program? It's for adults. Being that this is an adult correctional facility, they're 18 or over to be in the institution. Some legal exceptions based on the case and whatnot. But for the most part, they're 18 or over. We have an education department in the prison that will assist with them getting their GEDs. Sometimes it's court mandated that they have to have their GED prior to release if they're a certain age. Um, we also have the career link doing the LEAP program, which assists the individuals with getting skills that they need in order to acquire a good paying job. Resume writing, resume building, interview skills, how to find a job based on their skill level, how to sell themselves, so to speak. There's also Pinebrook Family Matter, excuse me, Pinebrook Family Answers that takes care of the family end of thing, parent classes, moral recognition training, things of that nature. Chris, I know you from from the emails. <laughs> and from we the coalition. Have yeah, we have discussed like the multiple uh, mm-hmm. agencies that you have and, and how united uh, it is, you know, in one same purpose, and that is to assist and help mm-hmm. the inmates and also their families. And I see that you have brought a whole range of individuals and agencies. Talk to me about it and let, let, let our audience know, you know, sure. a, a bit more about this. Sure. Uh, what you're referring to is Northampton County's Reentry Coalition, which is a subcommittee of our CJAB, which is the Criminal Justice Advisory Board to run through the state. The reentry coalition is also run through the state because there's also a state reentry coalition. And uh, in all fairness, when I got promoted to this position, this position already existed and a lot of the foundation work was already created. I inherited the coalition and other parts of it. I'm just running with it. But there's roughly 175 people that represent various organizations, state, local, federal, treatment facilities, the whole works. And we meet quarterly. The next meeting is Wednesday, November 15th at 1.30 at the County's Human Services Building on Emmerich Boulevard. And we meet and discuss various programs that might be coming up in the jail, how the organizations can meet with each other and network and get to know one another, how one organization might be able to help another. Um, For example, one of our biggest needs at the prison is housing. As we all know, housing is a big issue in the Lehigh Valley as a whole, regardless of your background. But for for me, trying to find housing for an individual being released back to society is a huge, huge hurdle that's next to impossible to get over. I rely almost solely on the shelters, mainly Safe Harbor down in Easton, who Jeff Poach is awesome. He's a great guy. Sarah Macero, she's awesome too. But beds are limited. And it makes it extremely difficult. And this is where family can help by contacting the individual's probation, parole, or pretrial officer, depending on what their release condition is, and try to figure out or try to assist with housing, whether it be at a hotel for a certain amount of time or a recovery house for a certain amount of time. Because all these things, other than the shelters, all these other places require money. And the funding through the county is not there. It's not going to be there. 
So that's where the families come into play, hoping that they can assist, whether they give the person you know, a bed to use in their home or in a cousin's home or something, as long as it's a, what they call a verifiable address. More times than not, the person can get released to that address, and then they're out of jail, which helps reduce the recidivism, which therefore also helps reduce the cost to the taxpayer, which also helps the individual who's being released because he doesn't have the added stress and anxiety of being in the prison, dealing with the legal matters. He can be in a more familiar environment, which then helps his state of mind during the legal process and whatnot. So, But, yeah, the coalition, it's, it's huge. We meet quarterly. I'm open to any other organizations or representatives that may want to join the coalition. They would really just have to email me. Uh, it's cwilliamson at norcopa.gov. The county changed the emails around. You can still reach me at cwilliamson at northamptoncounty.org. Either one will work. Just send me an email stating who, it, who you are, who you represent, how you can assist. I'll review it. We'll be in contact back and forth. And more times than not, I'll put you on the email list, which, like I said, is 175 people. Not everybody shows up, which uh, I don't know if I could fit everybody in the room. But prior to COVID, it was standing room only uh, on a couple of the meetings prior to COVID. And we're slowly getting back to that, which is really nice. What I like the best is the networking at the end of the uh, meeting. I do love the presenters. I've had various presenters. Uh, The next one coming up on the 15th, I'm going to have Rhonda Miller from Oasis in Bethlehem. She's doing a presentation of Oasis. Previous presenters were the president of Northampton Community College, presented about the Pell Grants and other things that assist re-entrance if they want to go pursue a college degree. The Pell Grant is there and other resources that the college has. Um, I've had treatment centers do presentations. Uh, The one organization through the state called Stepping Up, which it's called the Stepping Up Initiative, and that main goal of that is to keep people with mental illness from coming to jail. Since the state closed down all the state hospitals, there's no place for these individuals to go, so they take them to jail, unfortunately. That's the nuts and bolts of it. And the purpose of the Stepping Up Coalition basically is to keep that from happening have the law enforcement agency when they have a situation where the person committed a crime but it's mainly based on their mental illness, take them to a provider somewhere instead of the jail to help them get the mental health assistance that they need instead of incarceration at that moment in time, the legal part or the criminal part can be investigated later for lack of a better word. But it's not ignored. It's just it's recognized that the situation occurred because of the mental illness and get them what they need prior to incarceration or in lieu of incarceration. So we're listening that this coalition provides, you know, services that sometimes families, you know, ignore. Mm-hmm. And, and, and here is an opportunity by listening to, to this episode that we're having for them to understand that there's help, you yes. know, and there's, there's assistance and there are places that the inmates and their families could approach and get information from, and even from the coalition, or somebody contacting you by email can get that information. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think what we're trying to do is inform our public about the wonderful things that Northampton County Prisons is doing by having this re-entry program mm-hmm. and how it benefits 
the inmates uh, and their families, and, and, and you're providing so much wonderful information well, and, thank you. and helping us navigate. It's a very complex system, and, and sometimes, you know, we just kind of like stay in two walls, okay, okay, the person is going to jail, mm-hmm. but there's more to that. There's a then, lot more to it. As we're talking, tell us the difference that the reentry program does for an individual that doesn't have this resource or that will not be able to have this resource. Tell, tell us why it's so important. Well, that's the main reason why the reentry program is there. It's to assist these individuals that don't have the resources that you and I might take for granted if we were in those similar shoes. We have family that we can call, our friends that we can call to bail us out, sign the third party. Um, we have the knowledge and the skills from our previous education and our lives. We know how to find a job. We know how to conduct ourselves in an interview, things of that nature. A lot of these individuals, unfortunately, that are incarcerated, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them don't have those skills. So these skills that are brought to the table, they're there. The individual or the inmate just has to reach out and ask to go to these programs or ask for these resources, and they'll be provided. When we come back, we are going to be talking also to see if there's any uh, bilingual services available for inmates. Okay, We'll be back with Charla Comunitaria. Are you interested in inspiring and informing future generations through WDIY's programming? A gift through your will, retirement plan, or estate plan is a wonderful legacy to leave to those that will need a trusted place to hear what's going on in the world. For information about naming WDIY as a beneficiary, please call 610-694-8100 or visit WDIY.org forward slash legacy. For 50 years, NPR has brought you the news. We can't predict what's going to happen in the next 50, but we'll be ready to cover it. NPR with you then, now, and for whatever comes next. Welcome back to Charla Comunitaria. Bienvenidos otra vez con Charla Comunitaria. Esta es Aurea Ortiz. Y yo estoy hablando hoy con el señor Christopher Williamson. Él es el manager de el re-entry program de prisiones en Northampton County. Y él lo está explicando en inglés, ¿verdad? Eh, las distintas oportunidades que tienen las familias, al igual que las personas que están encarceladas, eh, de tener servicios que los ayuden eh, a servicios como eh, defen- el abogado público y cómo todos estos servicios van a ayudar más a las familias eh, a, poder, a poder ayudar a, a, sus, a sus hijos, a sus esposos, eh, a sus hijas, las personas que tengan, eh, el, eh, que han, han estado en, encarcelados. Quiero traer esto porque algunas veces muchas personas pues se sienten que verdad no hay ayuda, no hay servicios que puedan ayudar a estas personas, sí los hay. Y nosotros tenemos aquí una persona muy agradable, una persona que tiene un buen corazón, y has a good heart, <ríe> eh, y que está pensando en las personas como todos nosotros somos, seres humanos. Okay. Voy a seguir en el idioma inglés, pero si ustedes quieren más información, por favor, graben este programa, este, porque es muy importante para esas personas que creen que no tienen ayuda, sí las hay. Eh, así que voy a continuar en inglés, porque la persona pues, obviamente no habla español, pero sí 
ten, queremos que ustedes entiendan que para las personas que van a través del sistema carcelario, eh, hay unas ayudas y unos derechos que le asisten. Y nosotros queremos que las familias sepan esto y que si hay este los podemos ayudar. La persona indicada se llama Christopher Williamson. Él está en Northampton County Prison. Él es el re-entry case manager. Y el email de él es cwilliamson es a northamptoncounty.org but you have another one that yes. is... Yes, the, the other one that's... The, the county just changed everybody's um, domain on the email to cwilliamson at norcopa.gov. Okay, así que lo anotan así. But either y, one will work. <laughs> y van a, a, a tener la ayuda necesaria, o si, o si no, van a darle los pasos a seguir. Ahora yo voy a continuar hablando con Christopher Williamson. Y si usted tiene duda, pues mándanos una cartita o... Denos este, su, su, su duda. Eh, yo soy Aurea Ortiz, WDIY uh, 88.1. Así que nos pueden llamar también. Through, through all this process, how does it start? Because, you know, it's complex. Mm -hmm. So before it gets to you, yeah. <laughs> it has to go through a whole process yeah. where you're going to all the details yeah. that are not like uh, that we can't say, yeah. but the ones that are in benefit to the families that we serve, we will definitely try to help them. Sure. The the brief rundown when someone first comes into the institution is they're just like you see in TV, they're booked. They're put in the system. So we know they're there. They know we know they're there. And then they're seen by uh, classification and medical staff. Medical staff make sure they're good, everything's healthy, no problems, things of that nature. And our classification staff classifies them based on various all sorts of different things to determine where they're going to be housed in the institution. The classification will also assist them with filling out the public defender application if it's needed. And then once they're in the system and everything's good to go, everything's running smooth like normal, the individual, the inmate, can then reach out to me or any one of the other case managers if they have questions. And we're there to assist them with their questions. Depending on what the, the questions are, we can answer for them. There's a tablet system that's like an email system. We can communicate back and forth. They ask the question, we answer it to the best of our ability. If we can't, then we direct them to who they should be writing to in order to get the answer that they need. A lot of times they'll write asking simple questions like who's my public defender, when's my next court date, things of that nature, where that's really easy to answer for them. We reply right back. But then on the reentry part of the tablets, they'll ask me questions like, I want to do this program or that program. There's a, a program run by Pinebrook. They'll ask to be part of the uh, uh, anger management class or the parenting class or the Thrive program. Then I'll do the referrals for those. Or they'll tell me, you know, I need to go to rehab And I'll tell them the process with that because that's a whole other process where if they're a pretrial person being they haven't been sentenced yet, they're in with the bail and they're eligible to be released and whatnot, then pretrial will order a drug and alcohol eval or the judge actually orders a drug and alcohol eval. And then depending how it comes back, I can start the bed search to get the person in the treatment right away prior to court or they already went through the court system, they're sentenced and part of their parole is that they have to go to treatment first before going home. 
And that's where I come into play with that part. But if it's just regular housing that the person needs, then I reach out to my different colleagues there out in the valley, mainly Jeff Poach at Safe Harbor, Sarah Macero, and a few other little recovery houses, if you will, or housing that's available, like Victory House. They're awesome. They're in Bethlehem. Stevens Place, they're great too. But again, like I mentioned earlier, housing is extremely limited. It's a hard thing to find. And that's what I need the help with most. And I encourage the individuals when we're writing back and forth on the tablet or if I see them on the housing unit, listen, if you have a family or a friend or somebody that can you know, vouch for you and, and give the verifiable address and stuff like that, go for it. It'll make it easier for me. And then the resources that I do have, they can go to someone who desperately needs it more than somebody that has a friend or a family member that'll let them stay with them till the court's you know, no, process in, is done. In and our, it helps a lot. Yes, and our plea goes out there to anybody that wants to be also well, part of the coalition that has absolutely. the power to you know bring some kind of relief for housing absolutely. Uh, is welcome, very Abs- welcome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like landlords that are out there, if they're willing to take an individual, what we call scholar an individual, where you don't want the money up front and the person can pay you back after they're out and they are you know, employed, getting a job, having money come in, that would work out beautifully because that way the person, the individual that I have in the institution, they can get out right away because they'll have the verifiable address. If it's unsecured bail, they don't have to worry about paying anything for bail. They can get out. They can get to that place uh, of that landlord, start working right away because a lot of them have a job or can, can get a job. And then they can just work it out between them and the uh, landlord to whatever the stipulation is. Like, you got to pay me in two weeks. I want the first two weeks, whatever. That's for them to decide. But if I had someone that had housing out there that's willing to work with us because this is a very unusual situation, like you or I want an apartment and want first month's rent up front, Mm -hmm. security deposit, all that stuff, we get it because that's, we can do that. Mm -hmm. But these individuals are unable to do that because of their situation that they're in. Some might be able to with friends or family on the outside, but for the most part, they can't. And that's where something like that could come into play and assist with getting these individuals out. Part of your coalition, you're working with some people already, mm-hmm. Second, uh, which one you, you mentioned before, the ones that... Well, like Victory House and Victory Stevens House. Place and stuff yes. like that. Yeah. So those are already doing their share uh, on this. Mm-hmm. They help tremendously. They're, they're a great asset, and, absolutely great and, asset. And these are nonprofits as well, right? So mm-hmm. they will also benefit from, like, if we don't have a landlord, so people in the community that want to, you know, kind of like, they will be able to help more people mm-hmm. if they have, you know. Yeah, these, those the, places are already established and they're helping, like uh, Victory House helps veterans primarily, but they also assist with non-veterans or other people in the society that need help with housing. And once they're housing, they offer various programming and whatnot to help them better themselves. So Are you also working so, with New Bethany? and? Yeah, to some degree, yeah. There's been some housing that was out there that just prior to or during COVID was removed because of various issues. I don't even know the whole story behind them. But they have since dried up, gone away. Okay. Um, but what comes in handy is Victory House, Stevens Place. So another one of the organizations that I work with also is Haven House, where they not only have the Thrive program, but they also work with the county on doing uh, something similar to what the county had called master leasing, but it's called Starts. And what this is is free 
rent for up to six months, up to six months, with the understanding that you're going to get a job, build up your savings within those six months, and then be able to afford your own rent and move out and then go to your own place. And that comes in handy a lot of times. Chantel Mayo from Haven House is one of my biggest assets for the jail on finding housing and whatnot. She's phenomenal on other things as well with the programs at the jail, but she is the best. And that program, the Starts program, is a blessing. It just works beautifully. And it's good to know all these programs that you're mm-hmm. working together with because sometimes they say, well, there's no housing. Okay. Right. But there are places that could expand their services Correct. if they had the money. Correct. So as like a regular human being out there in the streets and I want to be able to help, okay, well, how can I help people? Correct. Yep. Okay, how can I, I, I try to be part of the solution mm-hmm. and for these inmates and their families to find a place in our society, mm-hmm. you know, instead of, okay, closing all the doors, let's how we as individuals try to help. Okay, so these are places, Haven House, Stephen Stevens Place, Victory House. Now, Haven House isn't necessarily a place to stay. It's an organization that runs various programming, helps with case management for people with uh, mental illness and s- certain other things. So Haven House is the name of the organization, but the program that helps with housing is called STARTS. And like I mentioned before, it's 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 a wonderful program. It helps out tremendously. It's un- unbelievable. But even... And it's also helping the people that are having mental illness, mm-hmm. yep. you know, because to be put in the right place instead of like, you know, we want these uh, agencies that are helping the community to be known. And if we support these agencies, then we will be able to be part of the solution and, and try to keep the inmates that are, are trying to go back to the society mm-hmm. have a good start instead of going back <laughs> to jail. Correct. Yeah. So okay. it's the whole point is to reduce recidivism, but at the same time, improve the quality of life of the person who's leaving. So they have no reason to revert back to the behavior that got them in trouble in the first place. We want them to better themselves, to progress in society, be a contributing member to society and not revert back and come back into the institution and whatnot. Christopher Williamson, you're awesome. <laughs> Thank <laughs> the you. The work that you do, for me, it's, <laughs> it's important, that, that work. And we have two minutes. Tell me anything that you want to say, that any activity, any events, any other things that you want to add to our conversation mm-hmm. that our community should know. I want to really press the fact of two things. Number one is the uh, housing that the county needs, that the jail needs for individuals. I can't emphasize that enough. Um, the idea I had about you know, a landlord just reaching out and saying, hey, I have this house that has two or three bedrooms in it, all scholarship to people like I described before, that, and it, it would be for at least 30 to 45 days, whatever probation, parole, and pretrial would require, that would be awesome. That would be great. I could hook the individual up. They could do a phone conference interview with the individual in the institution, find out ahead of time if they're a match, if they'll work. Great. We can work. We can make it work somehow. We'll figure that out. The other thing I wanted to emphasize or stress was the reentry coalition that I chair. Now, like I mentioned before, I inherited the coalition ahead of time. When I got promoted, my boss, Tommy Herstich, best boss I ever had in my life. He's great. Uh, and the administration into jail has been wonderful as well. 
when I witnessed the coalition for the first time, I didn't realize how big it was. To the, and I'm not going to lie, I was nervous. I was nervous as heck, you know. But the the role of everyone involved in the coalition is just phenomenal. And if anyone wants to be a part of it, please email me at cwilliamson at norcopa.gov. Thank you so much for being here tonight and for enlightening us in this process that is sometimes very tedious, very uh, unknown for many families mm-hmm. and the inmates. And we want to thank you, and we want to thank your boss. <laughs> thank you, boss. <laughs> My <laughs> pleasure. Thank you so much for being here, Chris. And, thank you and, for having and, and for doing what you do, your family must be wonderful, uh, very proud of oh, you. Oh, they're awesome. <laughs> so we thank you once again, and we just want our, the, the public to know and to understand the importance of the Northampton County Reentry Program. Thank you for listening to Charla Comunitaria. This is your host, Aurie Ortiz. <laughs>